You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is our review of her. Good morning, Theodore. Good morning. You have a meeting in five minutes. You want to try getting out of bed? <laughs> Get up! You're too funny. Theodore, I saw in your emails that you'd gone through a breakup recently. You're kind of nosy. Am I? You'll get used to it. So what was it like being married? There's something that feels so good about sharing your life with somebody. How do you share your life with somebody? The woman that I've been seeing, Samantha, she's an operating system. You're dating in a West? What is that like? <laughs> I feel really close to her. Like, when I talk to her, I feel like she's with me. I want to learn everything about everything. I want to discover myself. I want that for you, too. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Falling in love is kind of like a form of socially acceptable insanity. Dating your computer? She's not just a computer. You always wanted to have a wife without the challenges of actually dealing with anything real. I'm glad that you found someone. I don't know what I want. Ever. Am I in this because I'm strong enough for a real relationship? Is it not a real relationship? everybody you were just listening to the trailer for her and the story is as follows a sensitive and soulful man earns a living by writing personal letters for other people left heartbroken after his marriage ends theodore becomes fascinated with a new operating system which reportedly develops into an intuitive and unique entity in its own right he starts the program and meets samantha whose bright voice reveals a sensitive playful personality Though friends initially, the relationship soon deepens into love. The film is starring Joaquin Phoenix, Amy Adams, Rooney Mara, Olivia Wilde, and Scarlett Johansson. It is written and directed by Spike Jones. Joining me today for this Patreon 2013 retrospective podcast review, I have Nicole Ackman. Hi, everybody. Lauren LaMagna. Hello. Josh Parham. Hello, hello. Dan Baer. Your past is just a story you tell yourself. And also joining us as a guest here today from the Patreon, first time on the show here, Joe Lorenzini. Hi, everyone. Great to be here. Yeah, very excited to have you here to talk about this movie. I really, really hope that you are prepared because I don't know you. You don't really. Well, I guess you kind of know us, but this is going to be a therapeutic review if there ever was one. (laughs) (laughs) Staying that right off the top here. 
Uh, this movie is one that premiered in 2013 at the New York Film Festival, went on, of course, to uh, critical and award success. It was a modest, small indie box office success, I guess you could say, to a certain degree. Um, but it really has developed a huge following over the years. There's a lot of passionate support for this movie from the online community and really just the cinematic community in general. And you really, really felt that at the time of the release of this film. You know, Spike Jones is a director who has not directed that many movies, actually, when you take a look at his filmography. And still to this day, 2021, all these years later, this is still the last feature film that he has directed. What do we think of it? What are we going to uncover today in terms of our own perceptions of love, relationships, romance, loneliness, depression, dear God, humanity? Oh God, are we going that deep? <sighs> oh, hashtag deep. We're going. <laughs> Let's hear first from Lauren LaMagna. Oh, God. I've only seen this film, I want to say twice, and it was probably my favorite film of the year. It's definitely in my top 10, and I've been waiting for this podcast review since we did the 2013 retrospective, and I just love this film. Just from a standpoint alone, I think the production is great. I think the costume's great. I think the score is amazing, and the cinematography is great. I love the writing. I love the direction. I love the actors. Um, I think Joaquin Phoenix thrives in a character study, which I think this is. Um, I think this is Scarlett Johansson's best performance ever. And I think that's so ironic that she was known for being this beautiful person and we don't hear her and they choose the ideal voice is, you know, a girl from New York City. So that's just saying something, in my opinion. <laughs> but um, I think it's cathartic. I think it reminds people why storytelling in this medium is important and powerful. I think it's a breath of fresh air. I think it's also an exhale. And I think if you're in the if you're searching for wanting to feel something, this will give you that. So I'm really excited to have this conversation with you guys tonight. Passing it over next to our guest, Joe Lorenzini. Joe, welcome to the show. The floor is yours. What do you think of her? Thank you. It's her is just one of those incredibly one of a kind film. We all know those films where you know they're of the moment. They're just perfectly defined the times. And her kind of transcends that, where not only is it of the moment, but it looks forward and kind of encapsulates where we're going. And in some ways, it can't be fully appreciated until we're there. Of course, there's that technology aspect of it. This is a heavily technology-based film where we're seeing, as we age, you know, we're seeing technology grow and almost kind of reach that point in this futuristic film. But at the same time, it's also our story as humans, you know, uh, Theodore is a unique character. He's also each one of us. You know, we all go through our bouts of loneliness. We all go through our parts of isolation. And it's just such a cathartic story about the universality of these moments and how if we could just recognize that universality, we'll be better off for it. Such an incredible film. It's so much to unpack. Yeah, completely. I, I think in my attempt to unpack uh, this movie, I might just end up becoming a blubbering mess from all the tears streaming down my face. I don't know yet. We got to wait and see where the evening takes us. Up next, we have Dan Bear. So back when I saw this in 2013, I remember just feeling that this was 
one of like a truly special film. I don't think I had ever seen something this delicate, like putting one foot wrong in any scene could just break it. And I didn't think that it ever did put a foot wrong. And I was so incredibly impressed by it. And I've watched it a few times over the years and my love for it has only grown. I still think the production design is the, maybe the best production design in any movie of this decade. Um, It's one of Joaquin Phoenix's best performances. There is something about how light it is that pulls out the melancholy feelings of it even more and makes it hit harder without it ever feeling heavy. And I am completely in on everything Spike Jones has done. I have to say, <laughs> I was not prepared for it after a year of quarantine. <laughs> and I just like literally just finished watching it before recording this. And now I'm talking about it and starting to get choked up all over again because it's just like, wow, go someone else, please. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, here's the perfect uh, counter to that Josh Parm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch me. Thanks, man. Oh, no. I mean, Dan, you gave me the layup. I mean, I, I just slammed it in the basket, is all. Okay, well. Let, let me set things up a little bit first. Uh, I am a massive Spike Jones fan. Like, I know that he hasn't made a ton of movies, but, like, the three movies that he made before this, I think, are, like, legit masterpieces, especially where the wall things are. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. It's one of the best movies of that decade. Like, I am a massive, massive fan of him. And I think that walking into this movie back in 2013, there was really a lot of hype for me in terms of my anticipation of this film. And I will admit that walking out of it initially, I felt that I liked the movie, but I didn't love it. And I actually did kind of consider it to be the weakest movie that he had made up until that point. But because of that, I haven't really revisited the movie. It hasn't really stayed with me a lot. And this was an opportunity to revisit it and to see if maybe I had a different perspective on it. And I think coming at it now after so many years later i don't think that my feeling has necessarily changed a whole lot in terms of my enjoyment of the movie i it's still a movie that i think is good with some reservations that i have but i think my reservations have slightly altered a bit and that is 
I think this movie does some things brilliantly. That it introduces some concepts that I think are really well developed and thought out and explored, but it also has some other things that feels a little bit more underdeveloped. And there are certain ideas in the movie that I think it introduces, but doesn't really mind to the capacity that it does with some other things. And I think that ends up contributing to the film kind of being a little bit slow in pacing to me. At a certain point, I do kind of feel the length of this movie and I feel like it sort of runs out of steam in a lot of places, but not enough to really sink it. There are things I like about it, particularly Joaquin Phoenix uh, in this film. I think he is actually incredible in this movie. And there are a lot of interesting ideas I don't know if it all comes together as perfectly for me as it does for a lot of other people, but I like it with some reservations. All right. Nicole Ackman. So this was a first time watch for me. Surprise, surprise. And obviously everyone else has talked about like really deep, lovely things about this movie. I'm going to say two things. First of all, if I could have a job just writing other people's letters, I would love that. Uh, (laughs) Sign me up for that. And also, too, I've never understood the appeal of Joaquin Phoenix before. But uh, I'm here today to say I get it, guys. Uh, I'm sorry I judged you all before. I mean, when you see him go from this to something like Joker, it's like the range. Mm-hmm. You yeah. got to appreciate the well, range. That's, that's the thing. I've always appreciated him like as an actor. But I was like, what? Why are people like into him, though? And now I understand. <laughs> Just make oh, fun. I, I didn't get it until books. seeing this movie either. Yeah, yeah. But I know really this was not what I expected from it. And I think if if I'd had a better idea of what it was, I probably would have watched it before now. But I think it's really remarkable that for a movie that's really quite high concept, it doesn't feel that way. Um, It feels very intimate and um, sort of almost down to earth in a way. And I think it does bring up like a lot of really interesting topics. I actually agree with Josh. I do think like the length is a little bit of an issue. And I do think, there's a little part of it where it drags, but I'm so impressed with all the performances in this. It also felt like more and more actors kept popping up that I was like, wait, they're in this? So I was really pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed this. So I remember when I saw this at the New York Film Festival in 2013, I actually remember emerging from the theater uh, with the friend that I was with and saying, this is why I love movies. (laughs) And I was just ecstatic. I was over the moon for this. And I'm going to get into a number of the reasons why here in a little bit. But I think the thing that I come away with the most, my biggest takeaway, uh, without saying, you know, that I think it's practically almost perfect in every single way, this has just such a unique and strong vision from Spike Jones, Conceptually, in terms of the world and how he is blending this transitional time between the world as we know it today versus a futuristic world that doesn't look too, too far away. But yet at the same time, there is still something about it that does not feel it, it, it does have like a like a, almost a bit of a of a worldliness to it at times in terms of the look of it, the colors, the d- overall design, the way that humans are interacting with one another. And then also too, by extension, their OSs. And so it's funny because I think a lot back on 2013 and thinking how far away this still sort of felt, you know, a 
artificial intelligence OS that, you know, can evolve and grow and be intuitive and so on and so forth. That just feels so still so far away in a lot of ways. But at the same time, uh, you know, when you see the advancements that have been made uh, with that technology and, you know, the years since this movie's come out, I feel it feels like we're getting closer and closer and closer, if not at the very least. Um, the way his OS is before uh, he meets Samantha, I'd say, is like where we're at right now, pretty much with how we run our day to day lives uh, with technology. And there's another thing that's also being commented on here in regards to technology versus society of today, which is also how it has really hindered our ability to connect not just with each other, but also with the world around us and to appreciate life so in that regard the movie is a balance of as i said the current the future the melancholy the life affirming it really has this incredible mixture of ideas emotions feelings and as a result of which i feel that as a cinema goer um whenever i'm heading into a movie and wanting to get a very full experience thematically from something that both challenges me and also makes me question the world around me and the world that I live in. Uh, this movie was just a full smorgasbord of just cinematic quality for me. I, I like I I adore adore. I can't emphasize it enough. This movie so so much. And I want to actually first jump off here by talking about that balance of where our world is today with the way that Spike Jones envisions the future, whether that's in the production design, the technology, the way that humans behave with one another. I want us to first start off with that. I think the vision is the really big part of that because like every aspect of the production and the characters really played into that vision. And I think he's, it's really weird. It's I think the one of the hardest parts of analyzing this film is just trying to get a grasp on how Spike uh, feels about the future. Is he optimistic? Is he pessimistic? Because when you look at you know all the colors and how the city is, it seems rather nice. The people are friendly and everything, but it almost has like a Aldous Huxley Brave New World spin to it, where it's it's almost too nice, too sugar coated, where it's almost numbing in that way. I think they do a good job with the camera work to make things blur out in the background to accommodate that, where I think that really plays into the loneliness of it. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's it's very mixed. One of my favorite things about it is that everything has this kind of uh, pinkish hue to it. And I I love it for a few reasons. Number one is that like there are not many other movies that do that. <laughs> So, like, it makes it look somewhat unique. But then the other thing is that there is something about pink that is really weird because it invokes, like, candy. So it feels very sweet, but also invokes, like, this kind of infantilization, like, little girl aspect to it, which is kind of what is happening in this world if you look at it. You know, the, like everything is very sleek and clean. Like, you know, Apple has clearly taken over everything um, de and designed it in its image. And everything, we have things, machines doing everything for us. You know, they're 
the question that decide determines what Theodore's OS is going to be is what are your thoughts about your mother? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's literally creating a society of like pseudo mothers in the cloud. Basically. I always found those uh, intro questions to be very, very interesting in that Mm. it's very, very short. It's not like he has to answer a hundred questions and just based on how he hesitates or he fumbles his way through his answer or second guesses himself they already have like this real construct in mind of what exactly the os needs to be i also love that he talks to the uh, program setup like it's an actual conversation <laughs> yes yeah like they're like he's talking to a person sitting across from him and i think that is such a at the time i was just like oh that's just you know that's his character but then I thought about it, I think about it more, and it's like, that's just how that world is. You have become so used to conversing with a computer yep. that you just converse it like it's a normal conversation. You don't like, it's not like us on the phone trying to talk to an automated teller. Hey everyone, sorry to interrupt, but this is a preview of our 2013 throwback review of Spike Jones's Oscar-winning film, Her, here on the Next Best Picture podcast. In order to get the full review, you will have to head on over to our Patreon page for Next Best Picture, where for $1 minimum a month, you will get the rest of this nearly two-hour long review along with other exclusive podcast content from us. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture Podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.